We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. I am James. I'm Aaron. On our show, we like to talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. But we are not a time travel podcast. Not a time travel podcast. So time travel... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so this episode... is not about time travel. It's not about time travel at all. Technically. Yeah, no, it's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's about children's books yeah and books we read as children and i think right before we started recording uh the idea of what our children's books are like is something that i'd like to talk about too yes because you've been watching my goodreads i've been watching your goodreads as and was like is that something i was like aaron's doing a lot of research for this episode (laughs) no so the the problem is i had set my goodreads reading challenge at like 100 books yeah and at the beginning of August, I had read like 20. Yeah. So in order to catch up, I am both reading a bunch of comics. Yeah. I've been logging them in Goodreads. And I've also decided that anytime I read a chapter book to one of my children, I'm counting it for my Goodreads reading challenge. Okay. So... So like when you f- complete the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I read um, a Welly Wishers book yeah. to Kaylee yesterday. We yeah. read the whole thing. Um those it's, are children that that make wishes upon their Wellington boots. Sort of. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, they all have Wellington boots, and they all wish to be the very best friend. Like, their goal is to be, like, the best friend they can be. Not, be- like... Better than, better than anyone else. Like, they want to win the friend competition. Yeah. Like, you all suck. I'm the best friend. Uh-huh. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm your best friend. Yeah, I had to um, change change some words. Yeah. Uh, when I was reading this to Kaylee, because there was an entire page that was just the word fuck on repeat. Um, I mean, it's on par, like, it, it, they're American Girl books, right. um, okay. same company, and so it's on reading level par with the American Girl stories. Right. Um, Which I've been reading to to my daughter. Yes, and you should count them for your Goodreads reading challenge. I haven't been reading enough of them. Oh, okay. I should have, what I should have logged was when we read Magic Treehouse, because I read a yeah. shit ton of Magic Treehouse. Yeah, you you guys did. We read, I think we read f- at least more than 30 of those books. Jeez. Because that was when we were doing the Thousand Books Before Kindergarten. Yeah. And we counted each chapter as a book, because it was like, so we were we would read like six chapters or whatever, uh-huh. and count those as six books that we've read. So, oh yeah, but like a thousand books is still a lot. So yeah. like, um, yeah. So I would count those, but like, I I don't know. Yeah, I I also set my reading goals like abnormally high. Yeah, because one time I think it was while I was nursing and had a whole lot of time to read. Yeah, and like. Kaylee was napping and stuff, and yeah. I had a whole lot of time to read. I, I managed. I set my goal for like fifty books and came in at like hundred and twenty. Yeah, that and was also when you were doing like Walking Dead and a lot of when we when we first started this podcast. Your your well, good I think that, challenge was that's why I had set my challenge yeah. so high for subsequent years because yeah. I way overshot yeah. my goal. Yeah, and now I'm struggling to keep up with what I have arbitrarily decided is the number of books that I should always read in a year. To right to win. Uh huh. To win. To right. win the challenge that I have set for myself. Right. Um, the so, reading yeah. quest that uh, Paulette and I and a bunch of other people are doing. Uh-huh. Hi Paulette. Hi Paulette. Um, 
has like I I've blasted through four books in okay. like since it started like the previous like not this past weekend but the weekend before. Okay. Um and then and now I've I've made it to like my last book in my in my rogues quest. Uh-huh. And it's taking me forever. Now, when you get to the end of that quest, are you supposed to choose a new character? You're spo- no, your your character then goes on another quest. Oh, okay. So like you can go on whatever so, other like, one you want. So like next you could do the major, yeah, the mage or yeah. whatever. Okay. And then there's So essentially the the ultimate goal is to make your way all the way around the board. Um well, if you can. You get for each quest you complete, you get a certain number of points and you get a certain number of points per book and okay. then you get a certain number of other points per page of book. Okay. Um and then there's an inner circle of like Free to like you can also do these books, but they don't, they don't count for a quest. But they do count for books. Okay, so you so, get points for them, but not right. quest points. You get right. You get you get the same po- you get the same points you get for finishing a book on the quest, but you don't get they don't like you can't read them instead of a book on the quest. Thing. Got it. Okay. Um, and like one of those, so I started reading a poetry book that I had, um, two, so that I can finish that. Okay. Uh, because the autobiography of Malcolm X is taking a long time. <laughs> it's, I mean, like, I'm actually feeling like it's more interesting and more compelling than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, it's just dense. Yeah. It's just really dense. So, um, um, I, I'm also reading this poetry book. Uh, and you and you get, I think, work through this with me. I, I get more. I get double points for my pages. I get twenty points per. 10 pages. I don't remember. There, there's the right. I get double points for marginalized authors. Does that mean minority to you? Like non. Yeah. I would say someone who is a person of color, someone yeah. who is gay, someone who's trans. Yeah. You could even really push the envelope and say a woman. Right. So not, so all my, all my other books have been white dudes. Yeah. But um, I think, I think the magic book I read was technically like, curated by a white woman but like okay. autobiography of malcolm x is going to be marginalized author yeah. and the poetry book i'm reading in conjunction with it because it's by um this black poet that i saw in college mm-hmm. um named kevin young and he is awesome uh and he has a book of poetry that i'm reading sort of in conjunction with the autobiography of malcolm x because it's right. sort of about it's called to the confederate dead okay and it's about like the, it, it's really cool it's like vignettes of poems like there are like four poems about this family's journey to from being free to settling in Kansas. Okay. And then there's another group of poems about like this other story and like so they're like stories in poem poetry cycles. Huh, cool. About like the black experience over the years and stuff. It's been very it's been very cool. Cool. Um anyways, those aren't children's books. They aren't. <laughs> I'm going to set a timer real yes, quick. Yes, let's let's set let's set bedtime and uh and get into it. So yeah, I mean like my my kids Books are of varying quality, I, I suppose. Did you guys ever read Junie B. Jones? We read, I think, exactly one Junie B. Jones. We read the first chapter of the first book, and Lorelai and I were both like, this girl's terrible. Yeah. Like, the grammar was bad. Yeah. The, like, intentionally so, because yeah. the character's a kindergartner, and I guess the author was trying to write like a kindergartner. Yeah. But... Yeah. She was also just rude, and her Lorelai, like every time she would do something, Lorelai would say, "That is not very nice behavior." Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, that's good that you recognize that. Right. But also, I am not reading any more of this book to you. We did not find it um, compelling enough. 
to it was sort of like Genevieve Jones is on one end of the spectrum and like right next to it is Fancy Nancy. Yeah. Like Fancy Nancy isn't particularly rude necessarily, but like I don't need every time, which is fancy for whatever. Right. Yes. Um but Junie B. Jones, yeah, there was the the story was not compelling enough, I guess because the kid was kind of like a jerk. <laughs> like Yeah. Um and I think that you're supposed to be like kinda like it's I don't I huh, this sort of feels like a like a uh what's it called? A uh when something a double standard. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like Junie B. Jones is sort of in the tradition of Alexander and the hor- terrible, horrible, yeah. ver- no good, very bad day. But it's worse because she's a girl. And I don't think it's because she's a girl. I think it's because his stuff is like, oh, he's just a bad kid for his parents. Mm-hmm. And she's sort of rude to everyone. Yeah. In sort of a like, like how an adult would write a child. And Alexander yeah. f- always felt like how an actual child is. Yeah. Same. I agree. And yeah, we, uh, sorry, while you were talking, if you noticed me typing, I was adding something to my list. Um, Did you ever read like the Ramona books or the fudge books? I read the fudge books for sure. I read some Ramona, although I feel like I watched a Ramona movie more than I read They made a couple of them. There was like a series of Ramona like mini movies that we that I used to get from the library when we were like little, right? When we were not little, like yeah. Selena Gomez is. No, is I think I saw part of that yeah. one, the the Selena Gomez one. Recently, it was like on TV or something, and I watched part of it, and I was like, "What is this?" Was she Ramona or was she? She Beezus? couldn't have been Ramona. I don't know if she was even Beezus because I feel like Beezus was only in like middle school. All I remember is that Beezus was doing algebra. In whatever it was that I was watching. Uh-huh. And I was like, I had known, oh, this is fun. My Side of the Mountain was a book that I'd read with my dad. Okay. And he, it's basically like nature, but in, in framed in a thing that kids can understand where this kid runs away. Right. One of the things he does to survive is uh, harvest algae. Okay. So I heard of that before I'd heard of algebra. Oh, okay. And so I was like, algebra, weird. And it's like a math is like based on algae. What's going on here? Gross. <laughs> yeah, and I, I never have really shaken that. Even, yeah, even as I've taken and mastered. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, like in the back of my head, algebra is always still a little bit associated with like pond scum. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? For me too, but for entirely different reasons. <laughs> I loved the Ramona books. Yeah, I feel like. Junie B. Jones is trying to mm-hmm. be what Ramona was because Ramona was quirky. Like I remember there, I, I vividly remember there being a scene where she was asking her parents to pass the tomatoes and she kept call, calling them Tommy toes yeah. to be funny. Right. And at first her parents laughed, but then she kept doing it because they laughed one time, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that thing that six year olds yeah. do. Yeah. And as an adult now with a small child, I'm like, yeah, that is spot on. And oh, adults and adults absolutely also do that. By the yes. way, yes, oh, they do. But in, I feel like in a slightly less—I was going to say obnoxious, but no, it's not any. It's actually more obnoxious when adults do it because they should know better. Let me put a real fine point on it. A lot of my humor and a lot of my improvis- improvisational techniques and whatever uh-huh. are in service of not doing that. Okay. Because I so always want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I got that. I got I got a laugh out of someone. I bet if I say it again, I can get another laugh. No, no. 
Can you reframe it? Can you rephrase it? Yes. Can you take it one step further? All of those things are in service of not being that kid. Because one time I was that kid in like ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, you just said that joke. And I was like, never again. Yeah. (laughs) They found me out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, like I think that's a really realistic kid thing. I think Beverly Cleary did that really well. Yeah. Um, and I think Judy Judy Bloom wrote the fudge books, right? I think so. I think she I feel like she did a really good job with it too. I mean like Fudge was Ramona I think felt real. Yeah. Fudge felt a little over the top and kind of crazy. Well, now Ramona was from the perspective of Ramona, right? Yes. And Fudge was per- from the perspective of his older brother. Yes. And I think that there's a a little bit of an unreliable narrator thing that you could say for that. Yes. In that, like, my brother is ridiculous. He Look, look yeah. at, he's doing this, he's doing that. Eh, I'm not sure he's doing all of that. But, right, yeah. Like, his, his fudge becomes sort of a caricature of himself. Yeah. Um, which is fine, because it's, one, four children, and two, supposed to be narrated by a child. Right. So, that's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I should add, Lorelai has decided she doesn't like reading. Hmm. Which I have, in, in the way that I do, been like, oh, oh no, that's not acceptable. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm like, buy all the books, anything that looks like it might grab her interest, yeah. put it in the shopping cart. Yeah. Which I realize is not the way to go about getting a child to do a thing they don't want to do. Like, right. shoving it down their throat is right. just going to make them not want to do it more. Yeah. Um, but in an effort to find something that does click with her, yeah. we've been exploring a lot of different things. Okay. Like, for me, I remember in, I think it was probably first grade, so I was Lorelai's age. It wasn't that I didn't want to read. It's that I couldn't find anything that interested me Mm -hmm. in the school library. And I remember sitting in the library, like, the whole rest of the class had, like, checked out their books and were ready to go. And I was in tears because I couldn't find a book. Right. My teacher was like, just pick any book. Just pick up a book. Right. And check it out and take it home. We have to go. And the librarian said, I'll bring her back down. We'll find a book that she actually wants. Good librarian. Yeah. I mean, like, and it wasn't that my teacher wasn't being cool. It's that no. she was like, I've got, you know, 25 other kids yeah. who are done and right. need to go back to the classroom. Like, we can't stay here all day. Right. And so librarian was like, I think I know something. You know, I'm going to show her a couple different series that I right. think might interest her. Right. I'll bring her back when she's found something. Well, you know, the librarian was like. It's Vera's time to shine. Exactly. Yes. And what she showed, what she ultimately showed me was the Frog and Toad series. Oh my God. Okay. And that, and it was, it was below my reading level. Yeah. But it was the first thing I found that actually clicked. I may have been, I may have been more like second grade because I feel like the book that she gave me was more of a, like a kindergarten reading level. Okay. Um, and like I was always a little bit advanced as a reader yeah. in elementary school, yeah. so I could handle more than what that book was. But for some reason, that story grabbed me. Did Did you have the story in that book? Was it multiple stories? No, there was a whole series yeah. of like the level one oh, readers. Okay. I think they took all the frog and toad stories and broke them down into like level one appropriate yeah. reading level version yeah. of those stories because mm-hmm. there was a whole series of them and I checked one of those suckers out every single day or yeah. every single library day yeah. for pretty much the whole year. Was the ghost one in there? I don't remember that. There, I had. I, I had, don't remember anything except it was Frog and Toad. There was a, you, you're, you're opening up a whole bunch of early reading memories for me. 
Um, I had like a book of Frog and Toad. I think it was okay. called maybe it may have been called Frog and Toad Together. Okay. Um, and in it there was a ghost story okay. where Frog or Toad sees a ghost, like okay. a huge Toad ghost. Like it's like sheet, but also like it looks like a toad or a frog wearing a sheet but mm-hmm. not covering its face okay. but like it's huge okay and i remember that being like really really scary do you remember what the resolution of it was was it one of them wearing a sheet i don't think so oh well yeah i guess think, who's not sleeping tonight <laughs> i think it was like honestly like i it may have been yeah it may I have d- been like well but like like miss nelson is missing is also like yeah. Super scary. Even mm-hmm. even knowing knowing what the what the re- resolution of Ms. Nelson is missing mm-hmm. doesn't make it less scary, quite the opposite. Yeah. And I I get like having read it as an adult, I understand the point of it. Mm-hmm. Although that teacher just needed to like get some disciplinary actions yeah. and like have a set of rules and whatever. Whatever. Right. But like that your teacher who is nice and sweet can turn into the meanest teacher of all time. Mm-hmm. Like. That's scary. Yeah. The, the last one where the detective, I think we've talked about this. Yeah. Where the detective is looking through the, like, like is like looking at the house, watching the house, watching Miss Nelson's house. Mm-hmm. And like the camera, as it were, zooms in our house to the closet where it has all her stuff and a black, the black dress. dress. Like I have goosebumps yeah. right now. Well, and the creepiest thing about that one to me is that the last thing that we hear from her is Miss Nelson getting ready for bed that night, hanging up that black dress, taking off her, you know, black wig. And she goes, I'll never tell. And in my head, every time I see it, I read it like Brittany Murphy does it in that movie. And it gives me the willies. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Same. Um, So that, that, that frog... Ghost story yeah. did that to me too. Um, Francis, do you know Francis? No. Uh, she was like a porcupine, something for Francis. Oh, maybe. Yeah. No, I do. We've um, read a couple of those books to the kids. She would, yeah. Bread, bread and jam for Francis. Yeah, bread and jam for Francis. That uh, where the only thing she would eat was bread and jam, and think, so they just give it to her for every meal. Yeah, I think I read Birthday for Francis. Okay, but I think I had it on cassette tape. Okay. Like with the book, the like the you know at the chime, turn the page sort mm-hmm. of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, proto audiobooks. Uh huh. Um, or actually, just audiobooks. Those were audiobooks. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were just fancy ones that came with an actual book. Yeah, exactly. And like, I have memories of like she liked this chocolate bar and like all this stuff. Huh. So weird. And that I associated that for whatever reason with Frog and Toad. I think I may have had the Frog and Toad on cassette also. Okay. Yeah, I remember one of the things that the librarian, that same librarian, kept trying to get me to read was the Misty of Chincoteague books. Yeah, horses. That sure. because yeah, because horses never clicked, hmm. never had any interest. I liked other things by Marguerite Henry. King of the Wind is still one of my favorite books. Okay, but I never liked the Misty books. I never read a single one of them. I tried, and it just never clicked for me. Why? Why I, is it? Do you think? I don't know. I, have- I don't know if it's the fact that. Misty was a real horse and so the fact like the fact that all the stories were basically true stories right if something about that didn't appeal to me yeah like I want my fiction straight up right um 
or maybe it was the way it was written. Maybe I didn't like the human characters. Mm-hmm. Any of those could be writing style is so hard to remember that it's a factor even in kids' books. But the writing, but I liked other stuff by her. Oh, so it was specifically that series, and where? I don't. I don't think that her was, style of writing would change from one series of horse books to her individual horse books. What's King of the Wind? The King of the Wind was a horse? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, his name was Sham. He was an Arabian who I think was supposed to have been given as a gift to the prince, but he had um, a pattern of hair on his chest that looked like an ear of wheat. Uh-huh. And so he was marked as the devil sure or something and that there sounds was like standard children's yeah. literature and so there was and there was like a poor stable boy who rescued him from sure. certain death and you know raised him back to health and ended up like winning the biggest race in whichever i keep wanting to say agrabah but i don't think it took place during the movie aladdin okay um <laughs> in the background of aladdin fun, fun fan theory <laughs> this whole plot is actually taking place in the background all the time uh-huh yeah it, it was a good book i really liked it prince ali comes to celebrate that guy that kid winning the race i would watch that movie <laughs> <laughs> um i have a thesis that i'd like to put forth right now sure um, I always heard via like reading Rainbow and like Sesame Street and stuff that mm-hmm. like you know if you go and you know read a book and you you can take a journey to wherever you want and like you know real page masters type yeah, stuff yeah. like you know you, you can jump and it takes you away and whatever and I always wanted that to happen and it never did yeah. like I was never I was like I mean I know that's the writing style but like you know Treasure Island or like whatever never really grabbed me yeah what grabbed me and i thought this was interesting when i found it what when i think back on the books that i've read over and over and over again Mm -hmm. an ordinary kid Mm -hmm. living an ordinary life Mm -hmm. has something extraordinary happen to them Mm -hmm. and that's 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 also stephen Stephen king King? that's 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 precisely what i like about so you want to be a wizard so you want to be it's on my list. That's on. Uh, I don't think I ever. I actually wrote it down because I, I figured, knew we'd talk about. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I what would, remind me? I know I have it sitting on my shelf, but I haven't reread it since I found that copy. It was two kids who were like run, running from separate bullies and sheltered in the library where they found this copy of this book. So you want to be a wizard, and it actually taught them wizard magic. I think. That sounds right. Okay. All I it, know that that's how the girl found the book. I don't remember if that's how the little boy found the I book. I feel like the little boy was who I think of as a boy my age, which mm-hmm. is weird, um, was perhaps d- trying to do it on his own via something else. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I like remember when she, she had met an, him, he like had a stick and was drawing. He had an antenna. His wand that's was an antenna. Right. And he could do like mechanical based magic because his wand was an antenna that's right and hers was a brand a tree branch or like a you know a stick Mm -hmm. and she could do more nature based stuff right i need to reread that book yeah me too um another book that was like that was maniac mcgee did you ever read that i never did i remember it but i never read it that one for whatever reason was an over and over and over type book for me um and that one is sort of more on the normal like not 
mystical or extraordinary mm-hmm. thing, but there are hints of him being like he's faster than everyone. Right. He's better at knots than everyone. He can eat more than anyone. Like all these things that are very tall tale now that I'm thinking about them now. Yeah. But reading it, it's like this homeless kid whose parents die basically runs around until he's adopted by like three different families over the okay. course of the story. And like it for whatever reason, it was there was there was a bit about racial harmony like because okay. he like the first family that adopts him is this black family and like he doesn't know from race like yeah. whatever and, and there's the town has a dividing line where like the blacks are and the whites are and he doesn't know what that's about and stuff right Interesting. it was it was, a, it was a weird book that had lots and lots and that was just like one facet of the story yeah and then he would just like he moved on to like hanging out with this old guy hmm. yeah it was it was it was weird but like really good Fun fact, I get in my head Maniac McGee and Mad Max confused. So when I found out that Mad Max was a movie that was not about Maniac McGee yeah. at all, yeah, no. I was real confused. I can imagine being confused by that, yeah. <laughs> like for some, I guess it's the alliteration of the M's yeah. just in my head because sure. I've never seen Mad Maniac Max. Maniac and Mad also. Yeah I've, never, yeah, I've never seen Mad Max. I've never read Maniac McGee. So yeah. in my head, they were the same thing. That is really funny. Uh-huh. I thought you'd enjoy that. Um, I also had like, like the Animorphs books were, were like that. Okay. Um, where it was like normal kid, normal kid, normal kid. Oh wait, they can change into animals. Yeah. I never read those either. They were better than they had any right to be. Like they should have been really dumb, uh-huh. but they had like, it was like Stephen King. Like right. it had like the, 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 like we can change into animals was sort of an interesting thing that they used. Well, they had to fight the aliens, of course. Right, but of course. also, like, um, one kid made a decision to just be a hawk. Because if you stayed for longer than an hour in the animal, you were that animal forever. Uh, that's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. So Tobias... animals have no sense of time. Well, these did. Oh, okay. Because um, they were kids. Right. Well, and yeah, kids have no sense of time. Fair, but they they had to, they had to for this because yeah. But Tobias had like this horrible home life and stuff, so he just preferred to be a bird. So he just stayed a bird. I can see that. But apparently, later on, he he was able to not to change to reverse that. Oh, okay. Which is weird. A weird sort of like Doctor Who. We can never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, except for this one loophole. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, what else do you got? I, I my have, list goes on and on, so yeah, the, hence um, the timer. But so the Enchanted Forest Chronicles, which are also on my shelf, my college boyfriend found. I, I was talking about them at one point. I'm like, yeah, there was this princess, and she ran away to live with dragons. Like she'd been kidnapped by a dragon, but then she decided to stay and like be the dragon's personal assistant or something because she didn't want to go back to being a princess and have to marry a stupid, boring prince. I feel like I was read those in school. And and I, that was all I could remember about it. I was like, I don't remember. I said the princess's name was something that sounded kind of like cinnamon. It wasn't cinnamon. It was simmerine. Ah. But it wasn't cinnamon, but it kind of sounded like it. And it was about dragons. And he found me the, the book series. Yeah. Again, I should reread them. Yeah. Because they would be real quick reads for me at Absolutely. this point. Yeah. But yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah. Um, I liked, I read... A lot of Babysitter's Club. Yeah. A lot of Saddle Club, which was basically like, hey, instead of babysitting, we ride horses. But same 
Same basic thing. thing. Um, never really got into the Sweet Valley books. Okay. I read them on occasion. Um, well, that's kind of a weird... It, that They take place at a high school, I imagine. Well, there was the Sweet Valley Twins, Twins. which I think was middle school. Right. Like... like Babysitter's Compar- Babysitter's Club Comparable. And then there's the Sweet Valley High. I never read the Sweet Valley High. I read some of the Sweet Valley Twins. Right. And they were fine, but I didn't like the characters yeah. as much as I liked the Babysitter's Club characters. Like, I didn't identify with any of them, really. Yeah. Even though they were basically all the same as the Babysitter's Club characters. Right. But with the Babysitter's Club, I identified with Marianne, who was very studious and also brunette. Right. Right. And... Yeah, very much a Ravenclaw. Um, and in the Sweet Valley books, Elizabeth was not brunette. Uh, she was the same character, uh-huh. but she was blonde. So I couldn't identify with her. Yeah. I don't know if that was my logic at the time, but looking back on it, I'm like, there can't be any <laughs> other reason except I was jealous that she had a twin sister and also was blonde. Right. So, like, I hated her a little bit. Sure, I get that. Because I wanted to be her. I don't know. And that's why you've hated twins for your whole, the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Yep, fuck twins. Yep. <laughs> did you ever read like the christopher pike and rl stein not goosebumps books no okay they looked too scary they were something wasn't there wasn't there a tumblr Pro- where someone uh, re- yeah. reread or summarized or in some way talked about yeah there was yeah there so i didn't read many of the rl stein ones i preferred christopher pike okay I don't know why. Like, I, there, I had a reason at the time. It was probably just his story sounded more interesting. Okay. Um, I specifically remember one called Remember Me about this girl who goes to a party yeah. and gets pushed off a balcony and dies. Sure. Like and comes back as a ghost. Uh-huh. And she finds the ghost of a kid who was a little bit older than her. He was, like, the older brother of one of her friends who had been killed in, like, a drunk driving accident or something. Sure. And they, like partner up uh-huh. to solve her murder i think like who pushed her off the balcony yeah okay and i don't remember the resolution yeah. there, there was like a whole series he wrote like more than one book about this girl i think eventually she she and peter may have been the guy's name okay. the, the other ghost guy managed to like find bodies for themselves to continue existing in the living world, but Peter's was in a wheelchair. And so I remember two specific things about this book series. In the first one, she goes into her boyfriend's dream. Okay. She, like, puts her ha- her ghost hands on his head and, like, dives into his head while he's having, like, a sex dream. Okay. And that was my... I mean, I read this in probably, like, fourth grade. Had no business reading this in fourth grade. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I mean, this was clearly meant for, like, middle and high schoolers. Right. But in fourth grade, I was reading stuff that was meant for middle and high schoolers. Right. And it wasn't, like, a super explicit type of stuff I read now, sex dream. But it was, like, pretty obvious that that's what was happening when she dove into this dream. And then in the second one where Peter was trapped in a wheelchair... I remember him talking about how nothing worked below the waist and he made it like really obvious because like they had started to fall for each other. Sure. And he got really upset because nothing worked below the waist. Right. And so he couldn't do anything. Uh Uh-huh. And I remember being confused, but I guess by fourth grade, family life had 
done the sex talk? Hmm. I may have read the second one. I I may have been more like sixth grade when I read these, now I, that I'm thinking about it, because I definitely recognized a sex dream for what it was. Okay. Because I, I didn't have a family life class until uh, sixth grade, but that was... Uh, for K through four was Nebraska, right? And fifth grade was private school. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I recently reread a Christopher Pike book. I, I think yeah. it was. It, I didn't reread it. It was one that I hadn't read before. Okay. But I th- think Rachel Rosing. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Mentioned it on maybe it may have been on the Still Buffering group. Um, about- there was like a whole thread about like these. Yeah. R.L. Stein, Christopher Pike books. And she yeah. mentioned one and I got it from the library and I read it. And it was one of the worst things I have. Like, I was reading it expecting a certain thing. I don't I don't even remember what it was about. But like, I read it expecting the end. Like, the very clear ending was X. Right. Except that wasn't the ending. And it's not like there was a twist ending. It's like, it's more like just the very clear thing that you... Ex- essentially... A loaded gun was placed on a table, but was never fired. Oh, whoa. Okay. Um, Weird. Yeah. It was really bad. Huh. Yeah. No, I should go. I think it was, it may have been this year that I read it. it yeah. This year or last year, I could go find it in my Goodreads. Yeah. But I definitely. don't really want to relive <laughs> the, the three hours I spent reading that book. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, the covers, the cover art was always too scary for me to even go near them. Really? Yeah. Because I was, huh. I was, I was like, oh god, skeletons and stuff. What about scary stories to tell in the dark? Now I have one specific um, slumber party memory of reading one story from that, and then never again. Yep, those books. I didn't even like getting like the um, when like the, the scholastic book yeah. orders would come around. I would scribble over the picture of that. Nice, good because call. Because it freaked me, and I would like kind of look kind of where it was and right. like scribble it kind of not really looking at it ju- like just enough to make sure i got the picture covered aaron why did you scribble over the sticker pack oh <laughs> was, i hate stickers stickers are the worst i hate them huge phobia they scare me they're so scary <laughs> i was yeah so the scholastic book you know i was always on the like garfield collections yeah um, i remember those yeah. I, I always ordered those yeah definitely um do you have more? I I have more too. I was going to so, say I feel like I have talked a lot. You tell right. me about some of yours. All right, I got some some of mine. Um, so uh, Maniac McGee is one. Where are my notes? Um, I was I just saw them and then I closed the thing. Okay. Uh, so then other books that I've read multiple times. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've talked about Swiftly Tilting Planet before. Yes. Um, time travel. Yep. Uh, Harriet the Spy. Yeah, that book was good. Uh, Harriet the Spy kicked ass. I bought a copy of it for the girls. Yeah. and just haven't pulled it out for them yet. And you know the the movie movie adaptation was was decent. Yeah, it really was. It, it was fairly um, the same. Like yeah. it, like it was modernized, and that was it wasn't the seventies, but but like yeah. for the most part, it was roughly the same, and and I felt really good about that. But I read that Harriet the Spy book. Many times. That book had a lot of undertones that as an adult thinking back on it, I'm like, that kid had like abandonment issues mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff that I didn't recognize at the time. Yeah. But that, ta- that book taught me the word think. Oh. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you pretend to be a spy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also, I was, I've always been sort of a big, huge, tall kid. Mm-hmm. So like 
the idea of being able to get into a dumbwaiter and like write stuff down uh-huh. was very nice to me. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I love that book. There was a sequel where they went to the beach. I don't that think it wasn't I would like as that. good. Yeah. Um. It had more of the nanny. Old golly. That. Yep. Got it. Wow. That was her name, wasn't it? Yep. Um. More of her in it, which was fine because she was a pretty good character. I thought she left at the end. I thought she got married and quit being the nanny. I think Harriet goes and visits her with her husband. Oh, okay. At the beach. Got it. Um, I also uh, read Hatchet a bunch of times. Okay. I I remember that one. I was thinking about it earlier when you mentioned the one that you read with your dad about algae. Uh, my side of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I was for some reason Hatchet popped into my head, but I never read it. Hatchet is very similar. Um. My Side of the Mountain was way more like the Little House on the Prairie books. Okay. Where it was like, and then I cut four cups of bark to make my fire. Got it. Then I okay. like sort of instru- like you need to, you should have this should you be lost in the woods or whatever. Right. Um, Hatchet was more like, I just, you know, it taught me like, you know, I, I needed to make a spear to catch the fish and then learn that like water refracts so like mm-hmm. i have to aim a little bit to the side of the fish yeah to get the fish because my whatever that kind of thing okay uh, it was more uh narrative and less instruction got it and then that had that had that did something interesting with its sequels oh. so hatchet um the sequel to hatchet was called the river okay um spoiler because there's a sequel that should whatever brian is you know lives oh and, okay um he comes back into society and is like messed up and like oh, okay. he goes to the grocery store and like freaks out because he's like holy crap all this bounty right because like I just lived did he from... get lost in the woods uh, he was flying from his mom to his dad who lived in Canada and the like, plane went down and the plane went down oh okay the, the pilot had a heart attack oh god and I'll never forget because the pilot had a heart attack and and one of the thing one of the big things of the heart attack was the flatulence Oh. I'll never forget being so horrified at like, oh my God. Oh my God. So, and then the pilot very much like lost in other things where the pilot dies like, you know, rotting pilot was something that he had to deal with later. Oh, okay. Because like it crashed into a lake and he had to like go get supplies from the plane and the pilot was there. Hello, Bet Die. Hello, Bet Die. I'm going to give us... I'll give us 10 more minutes. Okay. 15 more minutes. Thank you. <laughs> 16 more minutes because I hit the button too many times. <laughs> um, so he bas- so he gets off. He gets he is rescued. And okay. so he comes back into society. And this journalist is like, yo, let's go on a river rafting thing. And I'll write about you can show me the stuff you know. Okay. And that journalist like has a seizure or a stroke or something. In the second book? In the second book. So okay. Brian has to like <laughs> survive Do on the again. river. With this, like, dead weight, all this stuff. Um, and then the third book in the series is called Brian's Winter, where it's if he wasn't rescued. Oh. It takes an alternate timeline where he wasn't oh, rescued and has cool. to survive the winter on that lake. And, like, it's a whole An alternate thing. timeline of the first book or the second yeah, book? Yeah, so, like, Hatchet ends with him getting rescued, but Brian's Winter is like, but what if it didn't? I'm assuming at the end of the river, he is also rescued. He makes it to okay. the hospital or something. Okay. Like Everything's fine. Interesting. Um, yeah. So those were, those are really good. Um, uh, the Indian in the cupboard books. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about your like ordinary kid 
extraordinary things. Yeah. Um, also, talk about how fascinated were you with medicine cabinets after you read that book? <sighs> Aaron, <laughs> yes. Yes. So much. Like, I asked my parents to buy me a medicine cabinet. Yeah. And my mom was like, what is wrong with you? And I tried <laughs> and, to explain it, and she's like, I'm not buying you a medicine cabinet. And those were amazing. But then... There was the mystery of the cupboard. Right. Which is the fourth one. The first three were fine. Mm -hmm. He brings a tornado through in the second one, which destroys part of London, which is intense. Right. And then like in the third one, his dad and him go and they are characters on a teepee that catches fire and stuff. Right. Whatever. But mystery of the cupboard is the best one. And it's the one I've read the most. Okay. And it involves his aunt who made the magic Oh, I don't think I ever got that. I think I only read the first two. I will, I will lend you Mystery of the Cupboard. It is so good. And I, I think I, I haven't reread it recently, but I reread it after I was like, I read it a bunch of times and then Uh I reread it like maybe in high school and it, it held up. Like it was really good. I really love those books a lot. Um, then there's the Boxcar Children, of course. Yeah, I never read those, but Um, Kevin has requested that I track the, track down the first one. To try with the kids, you should try. You should try and get the first four because they usually come in like a set of four. Yeah, first four. I was gonna look at the library. Um, and the second one, I think it, I think it's called Surprise Island, and it was always my favorite. Okay. And the fourth one, Yellow House Mystery, was for a while the scariest book I'd ever read in my life. Interesting. Until, Why is that? Uh, it had just like I guess the intrigue was a lot oh, okay. or something. Okay. Then the house may have been like Scooby Doo haunted. Like, okay. Oh no, this house is haunted. Oh my god, all this crazy stuff. And then right. it turns out it was old man, whatever. Okay. I think. I don't remember. But I remember Surprise Island was awesome. And the Yellow House mystery was like, ugh, remember when you read that one? What a thrill ride that was. Okay. So, um, and then there are like hundreds of other ones. Yeah. That was I had a really the Boxcar Children series. cookbook. Okay. Uh, which was interesting. I had a huge crush on Violet, who was the younger sister. Of course. Um, based strictly on the art from the covers. Yeah, of course. Um, and then my dad read me a series, uh, I think it's they're British, uh, called Swallows and Amazons. Never heard of that. I think they actually just recently adapted Swallows and Amazons into a movie, which I saw like on like, you know, Amazon, you know, on demand video or right. whatever. Um, it's basically um, kind of like a mixture between like Hatchet and Tom Sawyer and Boxcar Children. It's okay. these four kids and they pretend to be pirates on this whatever all this stuff it's okay it's really cool but it, like i've never heard anyone talk about it and like it's only because i saw it recently that i remembered what it was but oh. there's like four kids and the youngest kid is a boy and all this boxcar children same stuff okay. where like yeah they all have their quirks and stuff like that okay um island of the blue dolphins never read it but i do remember it we read that in that was the first book i remember reading in school that i was like yes this is awesome. Very much like Hatchet, actually. I yeah. was big into the survival stuff. Yeah, it was like Hatchet, but with a girl. With a girl and like long, long ago. Yeah. Because um, basically her entire tribe leaves an island. Okay. And they leave her there. Oh. And so she has to survive. It's like reverse Moana. It's sort of like a reverse Moana, in fact. Yeah, that's actually okay. very accurate. And then the Deus Ex Machina is like, I think white settlers come. Oh. I'm pretty sure. And well, they're like they're like, Hey so surviving here, huh? You wanna come back <laughs> to our ship with stuff? And she's like, Oh yeah, cool, bye. Oh, okay. I think. I don't remember. But like I remember really, really enjoying that one. Okay. 
Um, Do you have Bridge to Terabithia? Bridge to Terabithia. Uh, it was not on my list. That was um, one that I liked when I read it. I liked it. Up, it, it was sort of proto um, separate piece. Yeah. Like, yeah. why would why would why is that why, why do characters why? have to die? Why? Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, did you ever read anything by Avi? Was he not the guy who did Island of the Blue Dolphins? No, that was Scott O'Dell. Okay. No, I didn't. I thought that Avi wrote Island of the Blue Dolphins, but he wrote something else that had a very similar cover to Island of the Blue Dolphins. Um, okay. It was like a girl standing on a ship. Oh, well, that was True Confessions of Charlotte Doyle. Um, Maybe I did read that one yeah. because that sounds familiar. I was that, that, was that by Avi? That was Avi, yeah. Okay. Um, obviously. Um, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> No, I don't. That was great. Yeah. Um, we I reached a point in my schooling where we were allowed to read, like, we were both going to, like, both boys and girls were going to read Avi, and the girls read Charlotte Doyle, and we read something else by Avi. That sounds familiar. Um, But I feel like it was in, oh, maybe it was in, I don't know. No, it would have it been elementary school, but I feel like maybe we did the same thing. Yeah. I All I know is that I read um, The Man Who Was Poe. Which was about a, a kid who encounters and hangs out with Edgar Allan Poe, okay, um, for a bit, and it's sort of spooky and noirish, okay. And then there was a, a book called Bright Shadow, which I always have to look up what it's called because I never remember what it's called. Because um, it's an oxymoron. It's an oxymoron. That's where I learned about oxymorons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about a girl who uh, can grant wishes, okay. But her friend, she only gets th- to grant three wishes to a person, and then she dies three wishes to the same person yeah or something so she can basically grant everybody in the world two wishes right but like her friend is super selfish okay and like is like i want a nice sandwich or something like i, I don't remember but like then she basically like has to use the last wish or maybe she can make the wish but she only gets three wishes and then something i don't know something okay so basically like she she uses her last wish to save that guy's life oh and then so she dies that's stupid. I was like, this is horrifying. Yeah, what that's is a going- stupid book. The best Avi book I ever read was called Who Was That Masked Man Anyway? Okay. And it was, it took more of a form of a script, I feel like. Okay. Um, But it was set in the 30s and it was this kid and his friend who were super into radio dramas. Okay. And they then they would act them out. But like, actually we watched the Kit movie um, with, with Lila and... Okay. And it was very much exactly the plot of the Kit movie, only if Kit was a boy. Okay. And instead of trying I don't to be know a journalist, what the Kit movie is. Oh, but... sorry, American Girl Kit. Oh, right, um, got it. Um, so she tries. She's trying to be a journalist. Got it. And he's trying to be the Lone Ranger or the okay. Shadow or whatever. Okay. Sky King. Um, and so, but it's like how the kids are dealing with the depression right. in their own ways, whatever. Okay. But like they get a, a border on and all, like whatever. Um, and it was, I read it multiple times because I loved, like, it, they would sh- have, like, I don't know if they were actual scripts or scripts that Avi wrote right. of these of these shows. Okay. And then he would be listening to them, and then his life would happen, and then he'd go back into the show. Like, Interesting. It was, okay. it was really, really cool. Huh. Cool. Um, but I really like that. And I feel like I'm missing a very ob- obvious. <laughs> obvious Avi book, but I can't think of what it is. But those are the ones that I, that immediately spring to mind. Plus, True Confessions of Charlotte Doyle. There okay. was nothing but the truth about the kid who wouldn't say the Pledge of Allegiance, which I never read because it seemed real boring. Yeah. Um, and that's the only ones I can think of. Okay. Um, 
Let me see if I have any more, and then I'll, I'll let you get back. Oh, Time Windows. Yeah. Which is We've talked about that one on here crazy before. Crazy scary. And uh, that is all I have. Okay. So you mentioned Little House on the Prairie, which I had forgotten about. That yeah. one I started reading because one night I couldn't sleep, yeah. and I kept going in to bug my mom. And at like 11 p.m., she pulled down. She had bought the boxed set, yeah. intending to give it to me at some point. Yeah. And she was like, here, read these. Yeah. And I stayed up all night reading uh, Little House in the Big Woods. Yeah. And, I'm, and I mean like all night. Like yeah. I don't know if I went to sleep. Right. Um, I had forgotten to put that one on my list. Are but. those the same ones that I borrowed from you in college to read? Probably. I think I, because I read them, I had never read them and I read them all in college. It was like a big yellow box yeah. set. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, my favorite ones were the ones when she was older and being courted by the teacher. See, I liked the ones when she was a little kid because yeah. I read it as like an elementary schooler. Right. And I read it as a person who courted women. Yes. <laughs> um, Anne of Green Gables, I have to mention. Of course. That one I didn't read until middle school. Okay. Because my mom was tired of me like whining at her over the summer. And she signed me up for this drama thing at the library uh-huh. where they were performing Anne of Green Gables and Little Women. And I showed up and they had already had their first. It wasn't a class. It was like, hey, sign up to be in this play and we'll okay. find you a role. Oh, nice. And it was like performed like in one of like the meeting rooms at the Cascades Library. It was not. Right. A real production, quote right. unquote. There was no set. <laughs> Costumes were whatever we could provide ourselves. <laughs> the Cascades Library Auxiliary Room B players. Exactly. I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, and so she signed me up after they'd already met for the first time and assigned roles. Okay. So I show up, and the girl that they had cast as Anne wasn't there. Oh, so they snap. gave me a script. And told me to read Anne. Now, I did not understand that I was filling in for this girl who would be back the next time. No. So I went home completely enthralled by this story that my mom had been trying to get me to read for years and never succeeded. Like, le- like I left the room. I okay. immediately went and got a copy of Anne of Green Gables. Went home. I had like a week until the next meeting. Read the book memorized all of my lines, came back ready to be Anne. And this is like classic Aaron in sixth grade, get, yeah. sixth or seventh grade. I think it was the summer between sixth and seventh grade. Like classic Aaron has just discovered a thing and throws herself in right. unabashedly. Uh-huh. Learned that this girl was back and I was playing Rachel Lind. Fucking who Rachel I had Lind. not Who I had not read the previous week. Yeah. The teacher had read. Oh, my God. Instead of just the teacher reading Anne and giving me the part she was going to give me. Yeah. She. And now I I take responsibility for the fact that I probably just wasn't really listening that hard. I was like, oh, I got the lead. Cool. (laughs) Um, Incidentally, this is the first place I met Alice because she was playing Joe March in Little Women. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, so I had a real chip on my shoulder against that girl who played Anne. She was a girl who had like bushy blonde hair and they didn't get her a red wig. So they just kept talking about how her hair was curly uh-huh. instead of how it was red. And can you even believe, can you even imagine how terrible it is to have curly hair? Mm-hmm. It made it real bad. <laughs> um, but no, so I want to talk to you about the Anne Lindbergh books. Does that ring a bell? Anne Lind- Anne Lindbergh, daughter of Charles oh. and Anne Morrow Lindbergh. 
Oh, so that baby who died's sister? Uh-huh. Awkward, okay. Yeah. So she wrote the Pineapple Place series. That is about ringing a bell. a but little I... boy who meets this girl whose name was, I think his name was August and her name was April. Cute. And she takes him back to meet her family. And he's like, why have you got all this trash lying around? And it was like, shoot, like a pile of shoelaces and a single roller skate. And like, you know, the kind of thing that is basically still functional, but you can't find the other half of the pair, so you throw it away. Right. Turns out... Pineapple Place is an invisible street with invisible people who live on it, and the only way they can survive is by foraging through other people's trash for clothing and shoes and toys and food, etc., etc. Okay. And so he makes friends with them and goes and spends, like, a week or a month or something basically being their very best friend. And then at the end, I think he has to go to school and Pineapple Place disappears. Oh. But then there's a sequel. Where I guess Pineapple Place comes back. Okay. She also wrote a book that is on my shelf called Travel Far, Pay No Fair. Which I read at the end of the year uh, of 2015. Okay, so I have, so, yes. and that's probably because I gave that one to you. Yes. That one is about a magic bookmark that transports you into the book which you were reading. Right. Um, that was the first one by her that I read. Yes. Then I found Pineapple Place. She did one called The Hunky Dory Dairy that I really remember nothing about. Okay. And then she did one called Three Lives to Live. Have I told you about this one? No. So this girl named Garrett, short for Margaret, uh-huh. is living with her grandmother. That's an awesome abbreviation of the yeah. name Margaret. Living with her grandmother, also named Margaret, Grandma sure. Margaret. Right. She's named for her grandmother. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, this cousin, her age, named Daisy, shows up. Okay. Turns out Daisy's also a nickname for Margaret. Oh, okay. Because this girl's also named for Grandma Margaret. Turns out they have a time travel portal in their house. The laundry chute. When Grandma Margaret was two, she went down the laundry chute. Like her older sister like shoved her down the laundry chute or something. Yeah. And she came out just fine on the other side, but she also came out in the future. So Garrett shows up two years old in Grandma Margaret's basement one day. And Grandma Margaret's like, huh, weird. Guess I'm raising this kid who is me as a two-year-old. And then when Grandma Margaret was like 13, she went down the laundry chute at a party, either to get away from a boy who was trying to tickle her or... They were playing hide-and-seek, and she tried to hide in it, and she ended up slipping down. So when 13-year-old Daisy, which was what Grandma Margaret went by when she was 13, shows up one day, Grandma Margaret's like, fuck, I forgot about that time I did that. Dang it. And so it's this whole thing where at first Garrett is like, oh, so I have this cousin who's living with us now? And why is Daisy getting all of this cool stuff, like this fancy canopy bed and stuff? Right. And Grandma Margaret's like, well, you know, Daisy's had a really hard time. You know, everything she's ever known is suddenly different. And Garrett's like, yeah, but why does she get the fancy canopy bed? And she, like, crawls up on the canopy bed and the canopy rips. and She she falls through the laundry chute. No, she just gets in really big trouble for breaking Daisy's fancy Uh, new bed. Gotcha. And then they have to register Daisy for school Uh using Grandma Margaret's birth certificate, which has just been slightly altered. Uh-huh. And I remember the school being like, huh, 
Weird. Oh, no. They billed her as being twins. Right. Not as being cousins. It was twins. It was like, oh, hey, you have this twin you never knew about. Here's your twin. Because then the lady at the... um. The 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 school is like, oh, weird. Twins named Margaret. Huh. Guess you'd have to use a name like Margaret that has lots of different nicknames. And Grandma Margaret's like, yeah, totally. That's you know, totally it. You know, I never thought of that. But yeah, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and it, it was a that one was my absolute favorite of all of her books. And you don't have you don't have I, a copy? No, I had a paperback copy that got it like disintegrated and got lost. I need to try to find That's another so one. Interesting. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I can't believe I didn't tell you about that one. No. Uh, maybe when, you when, did. You may have. I may have. Um, now, Half this Magic is, gonna be is one of, also in Limerick? Half Magic? Yeah. I don't think so. Let me Google that. Hey, quick. while you're Googling it, let me bring up one that I, 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 I know that I missed on my list, even though I looked at my list. Uh, and that is Re- the Redwall series. Oh, Yeah. Um, where, as I, I always like to say, I was introduced to the plight of mouse-on-mouse mouse violence. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really good, although violent. Really, really violent. Um, but they're also very good children's books. Children's? Question mark books? Also, the uh, other Madeline Lango books besides Swiftly Tilting Planet are fine. Well, the first, the Wrinkle in Time and uh, Wind in the Door are really good. I've never read Many Waters because... It stars the twins, and the twins are boring. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, okay. I find I found her Wikipedia. Um, no, nothing about magic. Oh, there was Nick of Time, which was another time travel one. I love it about a boy named Nick. Sure. I don't. I mean, I could I could have guessed that one. Yeah, the shadow on the dial was another one. I don't remember what that was about. There was a book that I read that scared the crap out of me. It was called, no, there were two books. Okay, so this is probably the root of my horrific fear of ghosts. Okay. There was one called Wait Till Helen Comes. Okay. About a girl who, like, made friends with, she like, she, like, moved in with her grandmother for the summer or something and had no kids to play with. And she made friends with this little girl down by the pond who uh-huh. just kept saying, like, the girl would always say, like, Wait Till Helen Comes. And it turns out that there was a ghost named Helen or something. Is it? Was it always the only thing she said? No. Because that would be hilarious. Hey, you want to play tag? Wait till Helen comes. Okay, you're it. (laughs) No, it was like, I don't remember. There was another one that I read around the same time with this girl who, again, like moved in with her grandmother or aunt or something and had nobody to play with discovered that there was a little girl living next door so and she like went through the hedge to play with this little girl uh-huh. and it turned out the little girl had consumption right tv and i i wish i could remember what this i'm that these, sounds like these the might, plot of the secret garden these well no because it turns out the little girl was actually a ghost oh okay she um, had had she had had consumption. Right. I don't remember she if, the was girl, if the little girl was a ghost or if the hedge was like a time portal right. to when the little girl was alive but dying. I don't remember. Those are those are the options. I mean, they're either way. The adult in your in in the story is gonna be like, wait a minute, there was a girl who lived there, yeah. but she lived there thirty years ago. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. And it's like, why why are you laughing like that? <laughs> yeah, they may have been the same book. I don't think they were. Okay. But I read them both multiple times. And that look, that girl was Helen. It's possible. I don't remember. I don't want to Google 
either of these books because I have scared myself enough just by talking about them. Okay, well, I will I will see what I can do. Um, <laughs> not, not to mention, I spent the better part of the morning reading ghost stories on Twitter. Right. Um, very similar to some of the plots you're talking about. Uh-huh, yeah. Super freaked out. Um, did you ever read George Washington's Socks? No. It was a time travel book. Oh. Um, were, ca- please tell me the socks were the time travel device. Uh, no, a... Uh, uh, an authentic Revolutionary War era boat Oh, that they find on the edge of a lake. And they're like, let's row this boat. And the boat <laughs> takes them back to Revolutionary War times. I was really hoping for like a hot tub time machine level stupid time machine device. And, no, and then the socks, I guess, like they give him socks because it's like they go to like Valley Forge era, like everyone's freezing, everyone's having a real bad time. And they're like, here, have these socks. Okay. And then, I guess that was good. Or they take his, they trade socks with him. I don't know. Okay. It was, it was a very like, I feel like the, the resolution was like, whoa, what a weird and crazy dream. Oh my God, the socks. Huh. And then they sell the socks to the local historical society for millions of dollars and become drug lords. Oh, that sounds like a nice wholesome story. Uh huh. The heroine of the book is not what you think it is. Oh, uh, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, because it's cocaine. Right. Um, yeah, but that was a good one, too. <laughs> cocaine and heroin aren't the same they're thing. They're not the same thing. I don't think. No, they're definitely yeah, not. No, they're definitely not. Um, one is like sleepy time tea, and the other one is like caffeinated tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> the most innocent description <laughs> of drugs of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have I mean well I have much else sure but I don't think I have anything else that we need to touch on and that I particularly have time for I think I think I'm good I think there's lots more discussion to be had but we should have that discussion on the Facebook group unabashedly obsessed you do it oh I thought we were going to do it in, in harmony oh okay unabashed Unabash- unabashed <laughs> thank you Unabashedly obsessed with unabashedly obsessed. You were the worst. I hate you so much. How much of it do I have to say to get her to say the rest? It's late, everyone. Is it? Not particularly. Aaron's mad at me. I'm sorry. The Facebook group is unabashedly obsessed with unabashedly obsessed. You have to leave that in because then people won't know why we're laughing and you're not talking to me. We also have Twitter. Um, The podcast itself is at UFO Podcast. Uh, You decide what the F stands for. Stands for. Uh, This week the F stands for... Silence. Do you notice how we always uh, just put an F in front of the word that we just want to pick? Yeah. Um... Let's see. I'm at Unabashed James, and Aaron is at Unabashedly Aaron. Um, let's see. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Unabashedly Obsessed. Uh, there are some cool tiers that you can you can join and uh, a giveaway that we're doing. So if you join the Patreon before the end of November, uh, you will be entered into a giveaway that we're going to be having in the early parts of December. Uh, we're having a meetup on September 14th to go see the movie It, the adaptation of the book by Stephen King, um, the movie. And uh, 
you should come see that. Um, watch the Facebook group. It's going to be in Leesburg, Virginia. So if you live close to that, or if you're doing absolutely nothing in South Carolina, you should come to the to that. Isn't that where she's where she lives? Yeah. Um, <laughs> my 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 podcasting host co-host Marcel Marceau is uh she that was, it was a mime. Um, oh no, she's trapped in a wall. Oh gosh. A house, a box. She's in a box. It's an invisible box, though. A very well-defined mime outhouse. Oh, with a telephone. Fancy. Oh, no. There's no air in there. She's dead. There is Aaron in there, but there's no air in there. Um, let's see. You can email us at unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com. Uh, we are on... Uh, iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher, and I found out that we have like like thirty people listening on Stitcher or something. Um, because of, because we uh the the uh email got a an email from Stitcher that was like, hey, we're changing how we keep track of your stats, and I was like, you keep track of our stats? So I went to Stitcher.com. Whoa, the internet is so fast. And then I was like, okay, here I am at Stitcher.com. Boy, it sure is a wild landscape out here. That was a fish. Um, and so then I, like, I eventually found my way, uh, to where the stats are. And, uh, yeah, we have, like, people listening. Although they were really super into the episode about, I don't remember something in June or July, something very dedicated. I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't NARS podcast, it, but it wasn't like the choose your adventure podcast. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was the movement bam show. I'm not sure. Um, anyways, so we're on Stitcher, Google play iTunes. You should rate Stitcher has no ratings. So if you're one of the listeners that listens on Stitcher, you should, uh, you should check that one out and, uh, give us a rating of five stars. Um, Let's see. Is there anything else, Aaron? What's that? There's a hit up on who? Oh, my gosh. They're a listener of ours. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we won't mention their name here, but uh, one of you listeners is in for a pretty fun surprise. Oh, what does a hit mean? Oh, that's much worse. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a hit record. Um. Oh, thank you to Jamie Shaheen uh, for our our uh, our theme song. Did you guys know there was a ladder down here? And Emily Cardamus, uh, who did our artwork, uh, she is at Corrupted Gem on Twitter, and she is she has sent uh, the all the layouts for the Steamed Veggies book to the printer. Um, she's going to be giving them away at a convention that she's going to be at that I don't know what it is, but then she's going to have more that she's going to uh, have for sale later. So, uh, and it, and that will contain firewood in it. So it has all her steam veggies comics and then firewood, which is her, uh, longer form comic about her experiences at max fun con East 2016. Um, let's see. Oh, it was max fun con East. She was getting all that stuff ready to take to Max von Kahn East because she's going there, I guess, now-ish. Let's see. Um, Erin has promised that she will make pizzas for people. Uh, so just uh, hit us up on the Facebook group for that. 
And let's see. I think that's it. Aaron, do you have anything to add? All right. Well, this has been a wonderful one-sided uh no no this has been a great episode of unabashedly obsessed um i'm james and that's aaron right over there she's waving vigorously and uh smoking kills and so do petties